Okay, welcome back to Fast Ship Performance, and I'm Tim Davies. I've got a blog post for you today. Uh, it's quite an interesting one, actually, one that I didn't expect to get the kind of traction it did. I'm glad it got that kind of traction. It's written about a great man, truly great man. I mean, this is the thing. We sometimes throw that out, don't we? He was a great man. This guy was a great man, and um, this is why I've written about him. Let's get some admin points out first, shall we? Uh, right now, we're in the middle or the early stages, really, of something I call Positivity January. Uh, if you've been following me on Facebook, uh, it's something that you're probably going to be aware of. I did a Facebook Live earlier in the year. And what it means is that I've got an elastic band on my right wrist here. And every time I have a negative thought or I think a negative thought or I say something negative, I take that elastic band off and I put it on the other wrist. What that does, it's an enabler for me to think about why I was negative, uh, maybe how I could be positive in the future. And I can look out for these things that are going to make me negative and maybe stop that. And what it also does is at the end of January, it kind of gauges what kind of state of mind I'm in. How many days did I have that elastic band actually on the same wrist? Because it might not even be a day. You know, I might not even have a day of positivity in me. So when we repeat this a bit later on, maybe October, November time, we'll then see whether earlier in the year we've been able to kind of switch our mindset into being a bit more positive, which I think is a pretty good thing. It's actually, it's actually all part of uh, something that I'm calling the, well, I haven't got a name for it, but I think it's probably going to be something along the lines of the 12 months of the awesome warrior. I probably have to come up with something a bit more catchy in that. But what I'm trying to do is uh, I look at all the things that I did in air combat, all the things that I taught in air combat as a fast jet flying instructor. And I'm looking at all those terms we used, all the principles we used to teach 1v1 and 2v1 air combat. Um, to students that now have gone on to the Typhoon and the Tornado and the F-35. And how can I get those terms and those principles that the guys were using, that we taught the guys, into everyone's lives? Because some of them are exceptionally valuable and will make real tangible change. And what I'm trying to give you here is actionable takeaways that you can use every day to just enhance your performance at home, with your family, in the office, I don't mind. I just want everyone to be improving their lives and be happier. So what I'm doing here, the first one is about positivity. And that's because whenever I entered a fight with a student who wasn't positive, who was doubting himself or herself before they went into the fight, well, you can guess what happened. They lost. And they lost quickly. The students that built up a positive mindset before they even went into the engagement were the guys that were really threatening to the other instructor or the other student. And they had a real winning attitude about them. So that's what we're talking about this month is that positivity, that kind of self-belief, which I know can be difficult, especially in January. So if you want to hop across to Facebook, we talk about it a lot on there. I'm doing a, I did a Facebook Live that you can watch. I'm also going to put out an email pretty soon. Um, I think I've got to put out a blog post about it. There's quite a few things coming out and I want you to be engaged with that. That's pretty cool. So the 12 months with Awesome Warrior, that's going to be January then. January is about positivity. February is going to be about lead turning your day. So preparing yourself for eventualities that might happen in your life over the course of the next day, week, month, whatever it might be. Uh, and that's because we use something in air combat called lead turn. And the lead turn is where uh, someone, the other pilot, whatever, will take um, a lot of angles before they actually meet at the merge. And what what angles are really is he's trying to get, or her, she's trying to get the nose of the airplane on the on the adversary and what we used to get was a lot of students will just come into a fight they wait till they meet each aircraft and then they will start turning 
what we are trying to do is get them to think of a game plan, trying to think ahead about the eventualities, i.e. what's the finality of this fight likely to be? What energy state does the other aircraft be? When I say other aircraft, I could say what energy state does your boss have? Does your husband have? Um, and how can you maybe lead turn that a little bit to improve your day, to improve their day? So that's February, and we'll talk a lot more about that, really. And then March, we're going to chill a little bit. We're going to have a look at um, something called sanctuary, which is a term we use uh, to say when everything's gone a bit wrong, when you can't see anyone in a fight anymore, where do you go? You go to sanctuary. It's somewhere that's pre-briefed. It's a height that's pre-briefed, and you're going to go there, and hopefully that's going to mean that you're going to be safe. You're not going to fly into another aircraft. And this can sometimes happen, especially when there's four jets out there fighting. Very easy to hit other aircraft. And what I want to give you in March is the ability that when you're having a rough time, like we all do, to go somewhere and just take a bit of you time. And that might be physically, that might be mentally, it doesn't matter, okay? We're going to talk it through, that's March. The rest of the year then is kind of panning out, I don't want to ruin it for you. But either way, if you're doing something every month and you're dipping in and out of either the Facebook feed or the website or the podcast or the email or the video blog or, or whatever you want to be doing, hopefully you'll be practicing some of these exercises and getting something from them, right? Okay, let's start the post. Oh, before I do this, by the way, uh, I think a lot of you know that I am transitioning out of the service. I've done this for 20 years now. In fact, I do have some neck pain that I could still fly with it, and I have flown with it for the last few years, because uh, especially in the Hawk, you get something called Hawk Neck. I might talk about why that is a little bit later. But it's got to the stage, unfortunately, where I've seen a few specialists, and if I carried on flying, it's going to get to the point where... Um, it will cause me future problems. I mean, and it's probably going to anyway, to be honest. Um, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I just don't want to put myself in a position where that might be the case. I don't know whether it's going to be the case. I just know that I have a lot of pain back there and I'm trying to deal with it at the moment. So that's why I'm stepping out of the cockpit. And I've done it for 20 years in the military. I'd like to go out somewhere and um, obviously help people develop. And I'm not too sure what that means. But I'm probably going to have to go and work for a company or I'm going to have to go and talk at companies, which I look forward to and I do a lot of already. Um, I might do some writing, whatever it might be. So what I need really is a bit of help. And I've never charged anything for I've never charged anyone for this. There's no banner ads on my site. Um, there is nothing. I hope I haven't hounded you too much with any emails. I've never asked anything. But all I'm really asking, if possible, and you don't have to do this and I'm not going to hold you to account if you don't. If you get the chance, we're really busy. It doesn't matter. Could you just please go and go on that Facebook thing and hit the review button and, and write me a review or maybe go onto iTunes where the podcast is and just write something on there. Maybe add some comments onto this post as well. Anything like that. What, what it does is it just generates a bit of SEO, a bit of search engine optimization. It, it makes it easier to find for people. And it means that companies, when they look at my site, think, hey, Tim might be talking some sense. I'd like him to come and speak. And maybe I'm going to give him some money and he doesn't have to live in a shoebox anymore, that kind of stuff. That would be nice. I'd be very grateful. And you know that if you write me an email with a problem, I always answer that. I've never not answered an email. That's a fact. Okay. I really appreciate it, guys. Let's get on. Um, let's get on to this then. So this I'm just going to go straight through and read this. It's going to probably take about eight or nine minutes. Uh, and then we'll just have a quick discussion at the end. You go about your day. I sit here being really appreciative of the fact that you've actually listened to this. This is called Why This One Forgotten Email Proves That Millennials Are The Luckiest Generation Ever. Now, I like millennials. There, I've said it. And before my inbox explodes with all the hate mail from my more senior readers, let me explain. I like millennials because they have so much potential, and yet they don't even know it. 
They are today's underdogs. And once upon a time, I was an underdog too. All the criticism aimed at millennials could have been aimed at me. When I was young, I too was arrogant, self-assured and confrontational. But there's another reason I like millennials. Millennials have learned from politicians that it's wise to have a healthy disrespect for authority and conformity, and that makes them dissimilar that makes them similar to other people I also like. Pilots. The thing is though, unlike pilots, most millennials haven't yet realized that just having passion isn't going to get them very far in life. And that's fine because it means that when they do work it out, they will be the ones who will go on to change the world. And pilots understand this. Whilst most millennials are still trying to follow their passion, there is a small cadre of young people who realise that it's not the following of a passion that is going to make them successful. It's the crafting of one. Telling young people that only hard work and sacrifice will lead to success is not always a popular message. That's because it's not easy to communicate with a generation that feel let down by their elders. But a great leader will always find a way to get his team to go the extra mile. A great leader sacrifices her own time to grow her team. A great leader uses the language of his team so he can be understood. But a great leader is very hard to find. But a few months ago, I was forwarded an email from the commanding officer of a United States Marine Corps Harrier Squadron that he'd written to his pilots. The email was so in line with my own thoughts on leadership that I planned to write to him, thank him for his wisdom and cunningly find a way to make him my mentor. The email was written exactly six years ago today and details his guidance to his pilots on a squadron he'd just taken command of. The squadron was Marine Attack Squadron VMA-211 or the Avengers and the date was the 9th of December 2011. Now, in all my time serving in the UK military, I'd never received an email or letter detailing my commander's intent. I was intrigued and I read carefully. This is the email from Commanding Officer Marine Attack Squadron 211 to Squadron Attack Pilots. Subject, Commander's Guidance for Squadron Attack Pilots. One, professional hunger. My goal is to identify those officers who want to be professional attack pilots and dedicate the resources required to build them into the flight leaders and instructors that are required for the long-term health of our community. This is not a socialist organization. We will not all be equal in terms of quals and flight hours. Some will advance faster than others. And because this is not a union, your rate of advancement will have nothing to do with seniority. Your rate of advancement will instead be determined by your hunger, professionalism, work ethic and performance. If flying jets and supporting marines is your passion and your profession, you are in the right squadron. If these things are viewed simply as your job, please understand that I must invest for the future in others. Your time in a gun squadron might be limited, so it is up to you to make the most of the opportunities that are presented. 2. Professional focus. Our approach to aviation is based upon the absolute requirements to be brilliant in the basics. Over the last few years, Marine Tac Air 
has not punted the tactical nearly so often as the admin. Sound understanding of NATOPS, aircraft systems and SOPs is therefore every bit as important as your understanding of the ANTTP and Top Gun. With this in mind, ensure the admin portions of your plan are solid before you move into objective area planning. Once you begin tactical planning, remember that keeping things simple and easy to execute will usually be your surest path to success. If the plan is not safe, it is not tactically sound. 3. Attitude I firmly believe in the phrase, hire for attitude, train for skill. Work ethic, willingness to accept constructive criticism, and a professional approach to planning, briefing, and debriefing will get you 90% of the way towards any qualification or certification you are pursuing. The other 10% is comprised of in-flight judgment and performance, and that will often come as a result of the first 90%. Seek to learn from your own mistakes and the mistakes of others. Just as a championship football team debriefs their game film, we are going to analyse our tapes and conduct thorough flight debriefs. It has often been said that the success of a sortie is directly proportional to the calibre of the plan and brief. The other side of this coin is that the amount of learning that takes place as a result of a sortie is directly proportional to the calibre of the debrief. 4. Moral Courage Speak up if something seems wrong or unsafe. We all know what the standards are supposed to be in naval aviation and in the Corps. Enforce them. When we fail to enforce the existing standards, we are actually setting and enforcing a new standard that is lower. 5. Dedication. If you average one hour per workday studying, six months from now, you will be brilliant. That is all it takes, one hour per day. As you start to notice the difference between yourself and those who are unable to find 60 minutes, I want you to know that I will have already taken note. Then, I want you to ask yourself this question. How good could I be if I really gave this my all? 6. When all else fails away, attack pilots have one mission. Provide offensive air support to Marines. The Harry community needs professional attack pilots who can meet this calling. It does not require you to abandon your family. It does not require you to work 16 hours per day, six days per week. It requires only a few simple commitments to meet this calling. Be efficient with your time at work so that you can study one hour per day. Be fully prepared for your sorties and get the maximum learning possible out of every debrief. Have thick skin and be willing to take constructive criticism. Find one weekend per month to go on a cross-country. When you're given the opportunity to advance for those few days, go to the mat and give it your all. 100% at the expense of every other thing in your life. To quote Roger Staubach, there are no traffic jams on the extra mile. If you can be efficient during the work week, give an Olympian effort for check rides and certifications, and are a team player, the sky will literally be the limit for you in this squadron. C.K. Rabel. And that's the end of the email. Now, Lieutenant Colonel Rabel was also an instructor pilot on the Marine Aviation Weapons and Tactics Squadron 1. And, as a former fighter jet tactics instructor myself, the compassion he had for his young pilots was all too familiar to me. His email was a simple, no-nonsense message to his team. Work hard 
and greatness awaits you. It was a message that was designed to motivate his pilots who just happened to be millennials, the same millennials that I also taught. In short, Chris Rabel had unlocked the secret of millennial success, and here it is. Make the most of the opportunities that are presented. Often, millennials are labelled as snowflakes and targeted for the lack of drive and motivation, ironically by the generations who, in the 60s and 70s, spent their time discovering sex, drugs and rock and roll. But we should be careful of labelling them as snowflakes because when snowflakes get agitated, they form snowstorms and snowstorms can cause massive and sudden change. Just look at the disruption caused in the UK when junior doxers decided to strike over newly introduced pay reforms. We will not all be equal. Your rate of advance will have nothing to do with seniority. It will instead be determined by your hunger, professionalism, work ethic and performance. That was by Chris Rabel. Those who succeed will be the motivated. The disruptors and the energised, those who fail, will be those who choose to wallow in self-pity about the unfairness of life. Nobody owes anybody a great career. It has to be earned. Millennials have a solid decade, at least, with which to figure things out. Success isn't made overnight. Those who rush it will trip and fail. As Chris says, our approach to aviation is based upon the absolute requirement to be brilliant in the basics. Brilliant in the basics, or as I wrote about a while ago in my essay, Why You Should Forget the Awesome for Now, look for the things that require little effort and do them really, really well. Positive attitude, discipline, punctuality, the ability to learn from your mistakes, humility, and the embracing of failure. Millennials don't need to rush. They can take their time to work things out, establish a foundation of solid basics upon which to build their future temple of awesome. Do you know why things grow? It's because they get fed. And here's a quote. It took me 17 years and 114 days to become an overnight success. That's Lionel Messi, who's 30 years old. He's a professional footballer for Barcelona and considered by many to be the best player in the world. Now, if a plant refuses nutrients, it dies. In the same way, Lieutenant Colonel Rabel tells his pilots that they should have thick skin and be willing to take constructive criticism, for this is the only way that they will ever develop. Honest, self-reflection and the continual striving for excellence is what will push those millennials that choose to follow this guidance above those who do not. It's just hard work and sacrifice. This alone will allow enterprising millennials to soar above their peers, especially when they learn to ignore external distractions and concentrate on their own journey. Regardless of what you do, become a master of it. Be so good that they can't ignore you and always deliver more than is expected. Here's a quote. Focus on what you can offer the world and not what the world can offer you. That's Cal Newport. So in my flying training, which took five years and a lot of pain, every day was test day. If you failed a flight, you'd get a chance to refly it. Fail again and you were on a chop ride. Now fail that and you were no longer looking to be a military pilot. The only thing that got us through was hard work and sacrifice. Many didn't want to do that and that's okay. They now do other jobs and we all have our limits. If you do want greatness... You have to develop a positive work ethic and this comes from a consistent and focused drive towards excellence. 
When we fail to enforce existing standards, we are actually setting and enforcing a new standard that is lower. That was Chris Rabel. Now, every day, I work with companies who fail to strive for excellence, and it shows in everything they do, especially when held alongside the work of Her Majesty's Royal Air Force. And sometimes we also struggle to achieve excellence. It's true. But the difference between those who are successful and those who aren't is the understanding that sometimes when striving for excellence, we will stumble and we will fall. But if you don't shoot for the stars, you will never reach the moon. Good enough is the enemy of perfection. That's Chris Rabel. That's why being arrogant, self-assured and confrontational can make you successful in this world. So why are the millennials the luckiest generation ever? Because they get to learn from great leaders like Chris Rabel. But when I tried to reach him, I ran into a problem because on the 14th of September 2012, Lieutenant Colonel Chris Rabel was killed whilst defending his squadron during an insurgent attack on Camp Bastion, Afghanistan. He died fighting alongside one of his men, a millennial, 27-year-old Sergeant Bradley Atwell, and was posthumously awarded the Purple Heart, a Bronze Star, Combat Action Ribbon, and an Air Medal with Strike 15 Award. Leaving behind a wife and three young children, he was buried on the 3rd of October in Arlington National Cemetery. A warrior and a teacher, Chris's personal sacrifice and his desire to push his team to go the extra mile will continue to be his legacy. I've got one last quote to finish here, guys. And that says that without hesitation, in a moment of great uncertainty and danger, he ran to the sound of guns. He organised his Marines and he fought like Marines have always fought. He was a Marine who embodied the courage and the bravery of this storied squadron. He was your skipper, he was your friend, and he was like family to so many of you. That was General John Allen, who was head of the NATO coalition in Afghanistan. It's interesting to think that when Chris took over that squadron and wrote that email, I'd just come back from Afghanistan and I'd gone through Camp Bastion where he was to be killed uh, during that attack about a year and a half later. So wrapping this up then, you know, I wanted to talk about that email for a while. It's something that I wish I'd had written to me. I think it's inspirational. I think it's no nonsense. He says what we all need to hear somewhere, sometimes. He just says, dig deep, work hard, and greatness will be there for you. I think something I try and push on the site and again, I'm not going to labor this, is that there are no shortcuts to success. It just doesn't happen. You might, uh, here's the thing, if you're in the right place at the right time and you've worked exceptionally hard, you may end up being the next Zoella or whoever else is doing this internet YouTube success. But even some of these people have been on YouTube since the age of 10 and they have this YouTube inter-famous Instagram, Twitter thing, whatever. And they've got to keep that going. They've invested in that. There's a very different success from being on YouTube to actually charging the guns like Chris Rabel did against an insurgent attack. One takes a lot of luck being in the right place, being liked by 15-year-olds. Another one takes an exceptional amount of hard work and dedication and a lot of sacrifice. So you can pick whichever one you want and that's absolutely fine. We know which one that should be. Guys, by all means, hit me up with the emails, comments, everything you can. I'd love you to put some comments on this post. I do answer them all. And as I said, 
Um, I really appreciate the support you give me right now as I transition out of a 20 year career. It is a bit destabilizing, to be honest with you. I'm trying to set myself some routines, dig deep and uh, go out there and just help some people out, be a bit more successful. I don't know what that's going to take yet, but that's the whole thing about the journey of discovery, isn't it? I really appreciate your time. Um, please, if you can, hit me up for a review on the uh, Facebook page or, as I said, write some comments or the podcast page as well. I'd really appreciate that. It should mean that I can carry on outside, hopefully delivering you some content which might be helping you out. Please listen in on um, Facebook. I'll write you an email anyway. And if you haven't subscribed, go to my website, subscribe to the emails because I'm going to write you some content about the um, the 12 months of the awesome warrior. Uh, obviously, positively, January is underway. Lee turn February, sanctuary March. It's going to be awesome. Honestly, it really is. And I'm also going to try and run a seminar or definitely some kind of webinar, uh, hopefully a seminar in around about March, April time, where if you have got an interest in uh, taking away some real tangible learning experiences, then you come down we're going to sit you in a, um, a big kind of theater or something, engage. We're going to talk about some real life examples. We're going to bring some other military people in, some real successful people to come and talk to you through the day and um, hopefully make some relationships that are going to last, that are going to endure, going to get you into the next job that you want to be doing. That's the key. Okay, That's the key thing that I want to be doing. So I really appreciate your time. I'm going to let you go now at 25 minutes. Thanks so much. Tim Davies, Fast Shit Performance.